Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I wanted to uh, talk about incorporating a property portfolio. I've covered this in many different guises uh, on my tax course uh, through blogs and through numerous conversations and uh, articles that I've written. Uh, but last week, I had somebody approach me and they said, in a nutshell, uh, can you share with me what are the key benefits or reasons to incorporate a property portfolio, uh, be it uh, move an existing uh, port, uh, port property portfolio into a limited company or to start off from scratch via a limited company. So I thought, why not share it on a podcast so that uh, more people could benefit? I think I guess the first point to uh, note or realize is that even if you've got one or two uh, properties, uh, even if and if, even if they're single lets, uh, it could be worthwhile running them through a limited company as opposed to having them in your own name. Uh, and you'll know uh, if you've listened to this post podcast long enough, or if you've heard me speak, uh, that the most common and uh, best uh, answer usually. Uh, in most cases, is it depends uh, because it depends on on the circumstances, the scenario, the overall income, what someone's looking to do, what rate of taxpayer are they, basic rate, higher rate, additional rate, uh, what are their future plans. So there's a whole host of things that need to be considered uh, before uh, you can have a, a, a clear answer. And even then, you end up with two or three or four options and you just have to decide which option works best for you. Uh, in terms of uh, having a limited company, uh, if, if you were the, uh, the sole director and shareholder, then you would retain control uh, of that particular company. Uh, and that's something sometimes people aren't very clear on because they think that if they're a director, they might not need to be a shareholder and vice versa. I'm, and none of that kind of sounds odd. Uh, but uh, a lot of people can't grasp that. And sometimes they think if they're a shareholder, then they don't have to be a director, which, which they don't. But if they're an employee of the company and they're running the company, uh, then they need to be a director or they need to appoint somebody as a director so that they can carry out uh, their fiduciary duties. Now, again, that's something people struggle with. Uh, uh, and they also struggle with the fact that uh, a uh, company is a separate legal entity uh, and because they want to take money out when they like or how they like uh, with whomever they like and spend it on whatever they like. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't quite work like that in a limited company, although you can take money out whenever you like. Uh, you've got to make sure that the company's trading as a going concern and that uh, tax is paid on, on uh, the money you take out uh, by way of dividend or salary or uh, a bonus. Uh, but again, all of that stuff uh, I'll cover on a different podcast. Uh, today, we're looking at incorporating a uh, property portfolio. So when you set up a limited company, you need a shareholder and you need a director. Uh, so those are two important things. Uh, 
uh, above and beyond that, you have ongoing access uh, to the income. So you can take money out personally uh, from a limited company uh, and tax is suffered at your uh, personal rate. So it could be uh, no tax if you don't have any other income and you, you just take out, say, £10,000 uh, from your uh, limited company or if you're a basic rate taxpayer then you, depending on how you take the money out whether it's a salary or, or a dividend uh, you, you'd pay tax at that respective rate uh, there's potential flexibility of ownership uh, for married or civil partners with property port portfolios and for other family members uh, it, it's much easier uh, to deal with transfer of shares rather than ownership of the actual properties. So if a husband or wife uh, own some shares in a limited company and that company owns property, uh, it uh, usually is easier to deal with the shares than it is to move properties around when they're moving from one person to another. Of course, when you're uh, selling shares, uh, the stamp duty is only, only half a percent, whereas when you're... Uh, uh, selling a property, whoever is buying the shares or buying the property, they pay the stamp duty uh, and uh, the stamp duty is higher when somebody is buying a property. So uh, you need to bear that in mind and that's an additional benefit, I guess, of having a limited company when you're selling shares. It makes it more attractive to sell. It Also, it enables the transfer of a property portfolio into a limited company in a tax-efficient manner. Uh, what I mean by that is if you have an existing property portfolio, uh, let's say you own 10 properties uh, and they're all uh, single lets and they're all, they belong to you and your spouse uh, and you both own all 10 50-50 and you've owned them for the last 10 years, let's just say, and you're looking to incorporate that, that property portfolio because you're a high rate taxpayer and your spouse is a basic rate taxpayer, but with the Section 24 changes in the mortgage interest relief, uh, that's going to push them into the higher rate too. Uh, and you've decided incorporation is the best way forward, and you've gone through all uh, checking to see that uh, Section 162 incorporation relief applies to you. And the general case that most people look at is the Elizabeth Moyne Ramsey case uh, in terms of the number of properties uh, in terms of uh, the number of hours worked, which is 20 hours or, or more. So once you can demonstrate and uh, substantiate that, that you have a business, uh, you can then look at in incorporating your property portfolio uh, and, on, and you can apply to HMRC for Section 162 non-statutory clearance. Don't be surprised if they come back and say, uh, we can't uh, give you clearance or we don't have to give you clearance, in fact, uh, you need to decide on the merits of your uh, case and on tax legislation whether or not Section 162 applies to your circumstances or not. Uh, so they've pretty much outright blank refused to uh, give clearance uh, going forward. So that's something which you'll have to think about. Uh, once you've gone through that, through that particular process, uh, you can then think, think HMRC on giving me uh, a clear answer. You can go to a barrister and ask a barrister for uh, a legal opinion which will cost you, on average, uh, say, £5,000 or more. I say on average, I think I, I should clarify that. It'll cost you starting at £5,000 and going up. So you can do that 
Now, or the third option is you can just take the risk and speak to a property tax specialist accountant and uh, if both you and they agree that uh, section 162 applies to you you could incorporate so coming back to the example of you and your spouse owning 10 properties over the last 10 years uh, if you can demonstrate that a partnership exists perhaps you've been filing partnership tax returns or the mortgages are in both names uh, or the bills are in both names bank accounts are in both names you've perhaps been filing partnership tax returns too you don't have to by the way if you own property 50 50 or in a different ratio but perhaps you have so everything and anything that uh, is linked to your business clearly points towards uh, a partnership business existing you can look then look to incorporate or move your property portfolio from your individual names uh, as, as a partnership into uh, a limited company and as long as you can demonstrate it's a business you'd claim section 162 incorporation relief and not pay uh, any capital gains tax uh, when the properties move from your personal names into uh, the limited company uh, if a, a business incorporates uh, sorry if a partnership incorporates uh, then you won't have to pay stamp duty land tax if you paid sdlt uh, when the partnership initially purchased those properties so then you will end up not paying any capital gains tax not paying any sdlt and you can move your properties into a limited company so let's look at some of the other advantages uh, of uh, being in a limited company and then i will look at uh, some of the things that you need to be aware of so you've incorporated you have not paid any capital gains tax the benefit is when you incorporate and move your 10 properties using our earlier example into a limited company the base cost of uh, the properties increases uh, and the base cost for your purposes you can just keep it simple and say is it's the purchase price uh, so irrespective of how much you purchased uh, the properties for initially when you incorporate uh, the purchase price uh, becomes the market value on the day that you move the properties into the limited company and there's a particular calculation you have to do uh, to, to get to that number uh, but it's a big advantage in terms of uh, your purchase price or your base cost is higher now so you'll have to pay less corporation tax when you uh, sell the properties in the future through through the limited company another benefit you've got is when you sell the properties in the future uh, if it's through a limited company you'd pay 19% corporation tax as it is today and it's going down to 17% by uh, April 2020 uh, which is less than what you would pay if you had the properties in your own name uh, because if, if that was the case or that were the case you'd pay 18% tax uh, as a basic rate taxpayer and 28% tax as a higher rate taxpayer on residential property being sold uh, the only challenge of course is when you sell through a limited company the money stuck in the company you then need to think about how do i take that money out but i'll leave that out of the scope of this particular conversation because i am only talking about uh, incorporating your portfolio but you, you can see the, the clear benefit uh, there in terms of why you may wish to uh, move your uh, property portfolio into a limited company another benefit uh, of course is you get uh, limited liability in a limited company so if anything goes wrong it's li usually limited uh, to the company as opposed to you personally whereas uh, if you and your spouse if you have a spouse that is 
own the property in your own name, then you have unlimited liability. So you are responsible for all the company's assets and also the all, uh, most of all the company's debts. So that's something that you need to bear in mind. If you uh, if, if, if a company owns assets, it doesn't have get an annual exemption. You as an individual would get an, get an annual exemption for capital gains tax purposes. Uh, and if you don't use it one year, you lose it and you can't carry it forward. So uh, that would be uh, a, a small loss to you if you incorporated your property portfolio. Other things you could look at is once you move your property portfolio into a limited company, if you then wanted to uh, set up a trust and get uh, the, and the trust can then own the shares uh, in the limited company. So that's something you may wish to think about. Uh, again, I won't cover that today because it's uh, outside the scope of uh, incorporating as such. There are some certain downsides which you need to be aware of. Uh, the first one is obviously uh, you'll have to renegotiate with lenders and, and get new mortgages when the properties move from uh, your names into a limited company. There are some advisors out there who will say uh, a, a deed of trust uh, will work. Uh, that I think legally that could possibly, possibly work. Uh, that's not something which I, I, I recommend. Uh, but if you wanted to do that, you, you need to uh, seek separate uh, tax and legal advice. Uh, but that is not my preferred method or way of doing this. I'd rather say renegotiate or uh, speak to a broker, get new loans and then move the, the properties into uh, your limited company as opposed to having a deed of trust. Uh, you'll also uh, need to be aware when you, when you get those loans, you may need to provide a personal guarantee as a director. Uh, and uh, this kind of, in a way, uh, foregoes uh, the limited liability uh, issue. So, uh, I mean, if you need, do need to provide personal guarantees, try and limit them uh, as much as you can. Again, uh, your broker can advise you on that. Uh, there'll be a cost for you to transfer the properties from your own names into a limited company. So that cost would be the legal fees or the conveyancing fees uh, from your solicitor. Uh, so be, do bear those in mind. Uh, then there'll be the initial uh, setup cost uh, for setting up your limited company, which your accountant or advisor can do for you. You can do it yourself, by the way, uh, by going to the company's house website. Uh, but if you, if you wanted minimal headache, speak to your accountant and they'll get that sorted for you. Uh, above and beyond that, uh, there'll be higher compliance uh, obligation costs because it costs more to uh, look after a limited company than it does just for a small sole trader or a normal sole trader or a partnership business. Uh, so that's something that you need to bear in mind too. If you've got unused losses in your partnership business and then and, and you incorporate, you can't carry those losses over. Uh, so I'd say it's very important if you have losses, use up those losses first and then transfer your properties into a limited company uh, later on. Uh, that's quite uh, important and any unused interest relief will be lost when the business is transferred into a limited company. So they do bear that in mind too. But the, the key one there is uh, about the losses. That's something that people kind of tend to forget very quickly. Uh, I have covered this uh, for you, but I'll cover it again. Uh, if you are uh, a director of a company, you can take money out by way of salary uh, and uh, quite often directors 
tend to take, uh, especially in closed companies or whether there is the owner managed business, they tend to take a, a very low salary, which is just below the NIC threshold. So, 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 so you can take a salary, then you can take a dividend. Uh, it, you can get a, take a two thousand pounds tax free dividend, and any dividends above and beyond that will depend on your uh, overall rate of tax. If the only thing you you your only income is your salary from your uh, property company, and let's say it's eight and a half thousand, then you take uh, a two thousand pounds tax free dividend. Then uh, that takes you up to ten and a half thousand uh, pounds. From there, up until forty five thousand uh, pounds in terms of dividends. Uh, so that would be say thirty four thousand five hundred. I'm speaking from the top of my uh, head here, uh, to just to kind of share this uh, example with you. Uh, so on thirty four thousand five hundred, you'd pay seven and a half percent tax. Once you go over forty five thousand. Uh, you would then pay uh, 32.5% tax uh, up until the £150,000 threshold. Once you go over £150,000, then you're a higher rate, additional rate uh, taxpayer, and you're then paying 38.11%, uh, I believe it is. Uh, so that's just something that, that you need to bear in mind. And of course, if you sell the properties, you've already lost your annual exemption. So that's something you might uh, wish to bear or uh, keep in mind as well. Uh, indexation allowance uh, disappeared after 31st of December 2017, uh, which was linked to uh, uh, capital gains. So you need to bear that in mind. You won't get that. It's a common question. People say, can I still claim indexation allowance for after 31st of December 2017? And the answer is no, you can't because that's a thing of the past. Uh, so that's briefly uh, and quickly I've covered some of the issues around uh, incorporation. Uh, if you've been on my, my tax course uh, or you're looking to come onto my tax course, I spent about an hour and a half on average uh, on the, on the two-day tax course just covering incorporation because it is just so popular and there's so many questions. Uh, but uh, like I said, uh, following the question I had last week, where someone said kind of in a nutshell, can you cover incorporation uh, for me uh, within 15 to 20 minutes? Uh, and that's what I've done for you today. I hope you found that useful. Any questions that you may have, uh, you can uh, contact me via email uh, and I'll be more, more than happy to respond. Until next time, bye. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.